by making the other poor dumb bastard die for his country. All this stuff you heard about America not wanting to fight, wanting to stay out of the war, is a lot of horse dung. Americans traditionally love to fight. All real Americans love the sting of battle. When you were kids, you all admired the champion marble shooter, the fastest runner, the big league ball players, the toughest boxer. Americans love a winner and will not tolerate a loser. Americans play to win all the time. I wouldn't give a hoot in hell for a man who lost and laughed. That's why Americans have never lost and will never lose a war. Because the very thought of losing is hateful to America.
This is WCAR Detroit. Before or after the theater, be sure to drop into the Palm Gardens restaurant for a pre-tailed cock meal. <laughs>
send me evenings and weekends. Please send me evenings and weekends. The Historical Society of the City of Lynn, Massachusetts, believes that the rhyme, Lynn Lynn, the city of sin, may have originated as early as World War I in the Barbary Coast area, which had 20 or more rowdy, raucous saloons. The saloons have long since disappeared, though the insulting Lynn rhyme still lingers on and keeps on being repeated to this day, much to the chagrin of Linners and Linners at heart, wherever they may be. The song, The City of Wind, is a final rousing response to that rancid rhyme. Friend, now that you know that I'm from Lynn, do me a favor, don't start right in. Sing of that silly Lynn rhyme because what I have to say should give you pause. Cause Lynn, Lynn's not the city of sin. Lynn's the city of firsts, the city of wind. From Lynn's ocean shores to its beautiful woods, Lynn has many wonderful neighborhoods. Making fun of Lynn is such a pity. Why Lynn made America's shoes and iron began in this city. Thank you.
Praise boss when morning work bells chime. Praise him for bits of overtime. Praise him whose wars we love to fight. Praise him fat leech and parasite. Amen. Whitey had not, and was not, coming up with it.
represent the veteran of the Soviet campaign for the liberation of the peoples of Afghanistan. After a period of convalescence in the German Democratic Republic, sat up in his hospital bed on a brisk February morning, put down the newspaper he was reading and rang the assistance bell next to his pillow. The uniformed nurse arrived and supplied Vladimir with writing paper, a pen, and an envelope. Vladimir wrote, To the advisory board for the development of cultural visits to sympathetic states. Dear sirs, I have just read in last September's issue of Pravda that Dr. Mikhail Bagarovsky, a colleague from the days of my lectureship at Moscow University, Several hours, Mr. 
Christos signaled for Vladimir to follow him into an adjacent room. Christos then took out a big plastic bag containing a white powder. He shoveled a spoonful up his nose while inhaling strongly, then signaled for the perplexed Vladimir to do the same. Suddenly everything became clear. Why, of course, this is why there was so much sugar cane on the island. This is why everyone in the bar looked alert and intense. Because they were sniffing refined sugar, which gives you energy. Christos winked, pointing to the bag of white powder. This is the reason we must get to Miami. Vladimir pretended to understand. But in order to get there, we must be criminals and or social undesirables to benefit from a scheme set up by the American president, which our president is going to take full advantage of. <laughs> and so will we. You could say it is a foreign aid program. <laughs> Hetki mustan maan. <tos> <tos> 